All right, I'm looking at my uh, laptop, and it's making funny little things, which means it's recording my voice. All right, yeah, yeah. all right, all that's, right. That's as technical as I get. It's making yes. funny little things. <laughs> so it's recording my voice. How was your weekend, my brother? I did something really different, bro. Oh, wow. On Saturday, okay. when everybody else what well. Most people are watching some weird football game. Yeah. I don't know. Two teams. Right. Undefeated. One in orange. One in orange. One in scarlet. Yes. Um, I was at the Chattanooga Convention Center. Okay. At one of the large, I'll just say it, Mecham Auto, Auto Auctions. And as a driver, <laughs> you know, they had, on the day I drove, they had over 300 cars go across the auction block. The day before, they had about the similar number. Wow. I didn't work on Friday, but I did work on Saturday. My responsibility, along with about you know, a dozen and a half other people, mm-hmm. is to hop in all those cars from Lamborghinis to, I was in a 50, a Mercury, uh, what we call a lead sled, low, oh, yeah. pinstripe, right. really nice paint job. Uh Driving those across the block, then drive them down the street and parking them in a garage and going and getting another one and driving it across again. Great opportunity getting cars I've never gotten in. The Here's here's the strangest thing. I'll quit right here because I know our people aren't car people. <laughs> but, I mean, there were beautiful early 60s Corvettes mm-hmm. to brand new mid-engine Corvettes that just came out this year to Ferraris and all these guys. You know the one thing that I drove? That more people waved, more people smiled, and more people bid. I didn't say they bid the most, but mm-hmm. the more people bid on. What was that? A 1977 Chevrolet Chevette. R- Chevette? A Chevette. Oh, my soul. It was it was a Copo. Now, a Copo, for car people, that's something like central office purchase order. What it means is you got something on that car that you had to ask Chevrolet to do special okay. to it. Most of the time it's a performance upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, I want a five-speed or I want this, whatever it is. This one was baby blue, mm. and they wanted a white interior. And they didn't come in white interiors with baby blue, so they got it. So they copoed it. So they copoed it. Wow. And this guy made a big deal that's the only copoed <laughs> Chevette anybody knows about. <laughs> It had less than 5,000 miles on it. Oh, my goodness. I got in that thing, drove it down the garage, put it in line, you know, as you right. do to be shown. I drove some Hemis. I drove some fancy sports cars. Mm-hmm. I drove a 69 Camaro four-speed. I was down the street. People would look at you. They were they, they had grins from one ear to the other. They were waving. They were poking each other. I got in line. People surrounded it. I told everybody around. I said, "Listen, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't own this car. I'm just mm-hmm. driving." But mm-hmm. let me say, if you want more bang for your buck, right. don't buy a Ferrari. Buy this thing. Yeah. yeah. People at the ca- Cars and Coffee right. on Saturday morning, you're gonna park in some church parking lot somewhere, and everybody's gonna be looking mm-hmm. at each other's cars. They're gonna go, "That's a nice Ferrari. That's a nice Ferrari." They go, mm-hmm. "There's a Chevette." <laughs> <laughs> I own one of those. You know, it's what people own. Yeah. Nobody owns a Ferrari when no, you're a kid. No. But the Chevette. Yeah. You know, might have been your first new mm-hmm. car because mm-hmm. it's like $1,800 or whatever it yeah. was. And it wasn't much. And so people surround it and everybody walking around going, what do you think they're going to go for? 5000 I said, no, no, no. And, oh, come on. 
said, it's going to go for $15,000. And they go, you're crazy. No, no, I'm telling you, listen to me. And I gave the whole explanation just like I did you. You want more bang for your buck? You want something that brings back memories? People Mm -hmm. smile, wave at you, all this kind of stuff. And so people say, I'm going to wait around and see if you're right. You know what that thing went for? No telling. $15,000. You are a profit. On the penny. Wow. On the penny. You're a profit. You're so a profit. cost the person, yeah. you have to pay 10% buyer's fee, 16500 to buy that thing. My, my, it, my. I mean. Did you buy it? No, but oh, you okay. know what? Yeah. Of all the cars there, that yeah. would have been one of them. Right. I would have considered buying. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So that's that fun. Would've, that I mean, would have added a different to your experience. collection through the years of many, 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 it many, would, many, many, many cars. I mean, I just traded last yeah. week, right? I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. So yeah. I, it's beautiful, too. Thank you. Your new one is, it gets is a lot of yeah. gets a lot of waves and You smiles. know my favorite car growing up? Well, I had a, a, a 1976 Ford White Pinto. I yeah. love that. Oh, thing. man, if you yeah. had one of those today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I makes those one. so rare? The Chevettes, the Pintos, the Vegas, the Mavericks? It's because they all got crushed. Yes, yes. You remember the whole cash for clunkers thing? I remember that. They give you so much yeah. for anything, mm-hmm. and they just brought them in, and they crunched mm-hmm. them up and made little you know, square <laughs> metal balls out of them, little square metal cubes out of them. Right. So they all got crushed. Yeah. It's really rare to find something that was really worthless right. that's still around today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. You, you, you just go in and uh, you check uh, the oil and the gas. Remember those full service stations? Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Yeah, well, the guy came yeah. up and clean your windshield? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes it's yes. a proper title for today because, uh, you know, yeah. that's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that just does not exist anymore. <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we, what a great talking, transition. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're talking about cars. Cars are one of my favorite things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Jesus first. Right. Car second. Yeah, yeah. But, you, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, was, I was going down a rabbit trail. You're go going ahead. to ask what's third? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cracker Barrel. Right. Yeah, Cracker Barrel's right up there. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus and Cracker Barrel, Jesus would go to Cracker Barrel if he were here. He would. Yes, he would. Yeah, yes, without a doubt. <laughs> Beans and grits. <laughs> <laughs> we go talk about can you or should you? Talk oh, to the dead. Wow. The, yeah. the deceased, mm-hmm. whichever way you would like to put this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- you know, it's one of our two mm-hmm. Halloween right. topics. Yeah. And they're always very popular for people who like to listen into these, particularly share with friends and that sort of thing. I'm not going to do my annual Halloween, what they used to call at church, my pumpkin smashing message, mm-hmm. you know, where I would talk about. I mean, it's up to a person mm-hmm. what they do. Um, we haven't participated in Halloween in a lot of years. Right. We just haven't. One, our boys got older. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And one, I'm cheap. I can't believe giving candy out of the door. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, Candy, my house, it's for me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are screwed. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we do love to decorate for fall. So, mm-hmm. there, you know, there's scarecrows around right. and oh, pumpkins yeah. around. Pumpkins. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not typically too. Uh, it's not that I don't find it interesting. Mm-hmm. I do. I find mm-hmm. it extremely interesting. Well, you wrote a book on it. So. Wrote a book on it? Yeah. Wicked Spirits. Anybody yes. wants to get on Amazon? Yes, indeed. It's a great book. I've got uh, read it. But I, yeah, I don't know why. Um, I guess I got convicted of it 
many years ago. And mm-hmm. You don't do much with the conviction except accept it and mm-hmm. uh, you know abide by it. Mm-hmm. And and I really almost apologized to my church when I, I really got convicted. I started learning some things that were going on in Chattanooga and other mm-hmm. places. So why are we participating? Is this you know some really evil things that go on this time yeah. of year? Yeah. And you know I had that conviction for a good while, and it kind of lifted. It's like you did what I asked you to do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that's what God said. Mm-hmm. You did what I asked you to do when you had that influence in your pulpit. Right. You shared with a lot of people. Things changed in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And move yeah. on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, speaking of which, um, we're having a fall harvest harvest festival, fall festival, yeah. this Saturday, beginning at 5, inflatables, a pumpkin patch, uh, nice. face painting, hot dogs, mm. uh, chili. I mean, we're going to have a good time. And so if anyone wants to bring, we're going to have trunk or treat. And you are? So, yeah, we are this, having Is there age on that? Because um, you have to dress up. I like my candy. Yeah, I know you like I'll candy. come as a Baptist yeah. preacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dress like Tony. Yeah, dress like me, brother. <laughs> Don't dress like you. I'm going to dye my yeah. hair. Uh, hey. I have never had dark hair. Have I didn't. I wouldn't talk about you dyeing your hair. I'm talking yeah. about the fact I got gray hair yeah. and you have dark hair. I have product. I have great product. <laughs> yeah. Awesome no, your product. product is not gray. Yeah. Your product is dark. I said great. Oh, I thought great. you said you had gray yeah. product. No, great. No, <laughs> God provides the gray product. <laughs> <laughs> and deacons. Exactly. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, we really are having a hard time getting to this subject. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about can you or should you talk to the dead. And that's obviously something that, I mean, I watched a little. I'm this thing. I love uh, teenage horror movies because they're not slasher mm-hmm. they're not gross mm-hmm. they're fun scary and so one came on netflix this this halloween halloween season you notice how i said halloween yeah you said halloween yeah i noticed that i think it's correct okay okay, okay. during this halloween season and it was really good last time i watched it can't tell you the name of it, it was really good <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I i get into this watching this but it was all about um, speaking to this deceased person who was a spiritist um, and the fact that this calamity happened during the Halloween season and how these teenage kids are going to get the the, the city through it, mm, right? So, okay. I mean, it was kind yeah. of fun. had yeah. great special effects, great special effects. I enjoyed okay. that part of it. Right. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it, mm-hmm. but am I going to participate in trying or attempting speaking with the dead? Ask you a question. One famous person known for debunking seances. Who would that be? One famous person for debunking? Debunking? I can't even say it. <laughs> debunking? I don't know. Who, where are you going with this? Harry Houdini. Oh, okay. Did you, I mean, who would okay. think wow. that a magician? Yeah, okay. So early in his life, Harry Houdini was really interested in this because it was the time where spiritualist and spiritism and all was just running rampant through right. both okay. England and America. There were people who were coming to see these very famous spiritists mm-hmm. that was back in the days when they caused the table to shake and the mm-hmm. lights to flicker and all the different things. Well, he, he loved two women in his life, his mama and his wife. Hmm. Mama died. Okay. And it, he took it very hard. He was friends with folks at the time, um, Sir Edgar Conan Doyle. Oh. Remember? Very famous. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, that yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, his wife was a spiritist. Mm. So because the two couples were friends, they started working together to let him speak to his deceased mom. 
And over time, he began to study the subject because he was he already knew sleight of hand, trickery, that right. sort of thing, obviously being a magician. And he began to discover that all of these people out there doing all this, including his friend's wife, mm-hmm. they're all faking it. Mm. And he became angry and went on a crusade. And uh, he would he would uh, go everywhere and debunk. He would go to a seance. He would go when something would happen, and he would stand up and say, I'm Harry Houdini, and you're a fraud. That I did not yes. know that. You know I should, because I was named after Harry Houdini. How did you know that? How could you not know that? I know it. Um, Harry Tony Houdini? Yeah, what well, is it? It's, Antonio? Um, you know, Tony Curtis played Houdini, like in the 60s. Yes, he did. In a very well-known yeah. movie. Yeah. And my dad loved that movie and oh, named me after Tony Curtis. Yeah. So I should have known that, man. You should have known yeah, that. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. So there, there came out of that, um, I'm, I'm going to be speaking things I don't know that well, but come out of that a challenge that grew over the years for anyone to prove that mm. they were able to speak to the dead. It, it once, at the first one, it was early on, it was like $25,000, and it got to 200000 I think it got wow. maybe up to half a million dollars if a person huh. you know, could, without a doubt, prove, prove it. that what's happening in this no trickery or sleight of hand right. never never was claimed. Is that it was right? was never claimed. Yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there was all kind of things. Like, uh, I have trouble pronouncing this, but tarot tarot cards? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Tarot cards. Yeah, I always called it tarot, but tarot cards. I know, yeah. that's a silent tea. It'll get yeah, you every time. it will. It will. <laughs> that and uh, horoscopes. Yeah. You know, I think they're properly named hora. I mean, horoscopes. I think the one yeah. that bothers me the most, mm-hmm. a Ouija board. Oh, mercy, yes. Ouija board. Yes. Sold in the kids' game section. That's true. That That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we're going to talk about whether you can or cannot actually mm-hmm. speak to the dead. But there, there's just some evil about that thing. Mm-hmm. There's, it is, uh, even before I was a Christian as a kid, we had one. And it just freaked me out. Right. Yeah. I had a friend that had one. And um, I'd spend, you know, a lot of the summer, he would spend either at my house or I'd spend at his house. And he would get it out from time to time. Yeah. And there was a just a a dark feeling, you know. And then palm readers. I mean, you drive yeah. down and you can see the big palm and palm readers, yeah. you know, things like that. I mean, it's uh, seances, as you talked about. All of these different things, I think, are a door that opens up to uh, some not-so-good things. Well, you tell us what the Bible says, basically, about whether or not we should or should not. Well, speak to the dead through spiritists or mediums. Might be translated also as which. Right. Let me read it out of uh, Deuteronomy 18. This is the one verse, uh, two verses that I looked up. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. So God absolutely forbids it. And that, that's a list right there. I d- here, <clears throat> and here's the very first thing that comes to mind to me. Because mm-hmm. we're asking the question, should you or can you right. speak to the dead? Mm-hmm. Answer me this. If... If God says, don't go use these people to speak to the dead, does that mean that it is a possibility 
to speak to the dead by going to these persons? I think that is a, a great question. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on, Dad. Why, why would he forbid something that is not possible? Right. Yeah. And, and so I know he does not condone it, but why would he forbid it if it is not possible? Right. And, um, and so uh, some of my friends uh, think it, it is possible. Some of my friends think it's not. And, mm-hmm. and I stand with my friends. And so, <laughs> You're right there on that fence with them. <laughs> that is, that's just a hard question. I mean, it, it really, really is, is a hard yeah. question. Let me tell you how I interpret yeah. it. Okay. Um, God also says that they should not worship other gods. Right. So by saying that, do you believe there are other gods as far as deities? Well, I mean, when you're talking about idols, you know, Jeremiah is very plain. You know, you carved them out. They have eyes, but they cannot see. Right. You know, uh, they have a nose they can't smell. They have ears they can't hear. Um, and so I think it all boils down to Satan. I mean, that's that's basically, when you look at cults, uh, I think that's where every cult leads is to ultimately whatever is behind it is the worship of Satan. Yeah, I, that's where I agree with you. I think that God is saying, okay, there aren't other gods right. besides me. There's no other God mm-hmm. besides me. But there is this room where there's this idol, mm-hmm. which is a representation of something that doesn't exist. But by going to that thing, right, you are worshiping something, although it, you don't know that exists, mm-hmm. you believe that it does, besides me. I think that's the same as going to a spiritus, a medium, a necromancer, right? someone that speaks to the dead, mm-hmm. and asking them to speak to the dead. It's almost standing before that false idol, expecting something that does not exist. You get to the New Testament, and from in a positive direction, mm-hmm. Paul is talking to those people now in Asia Minor and Greece and Italy and the other places where there's a lot of sacrificial things going on mm-hmm. to, is it the city of Ephesus or Corinth where he talks about you can eat meat offered to idols if you want because it's not a thing. Isn't it Corinth, I think? I think it's mm-hmm. Corinth. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a thing, but now... If it bothers somebody, don't do it. But he said, it's just meat. Nothing changed because there's no substance behind Mm -hmm. it. So we see that there are representation of other gods, Mm -hmm. but they're futile. They're they're not there. Right. Uh, And so I believe, my opinion is, God is saying here uh, to the people of Israel, don't go speak to spiritist medium people who think they can talk to the dead. They're not doing it anyway. Right. But by doing so, you're turning to something other than me yeah. to get your information. I think, that, I think that's a beautiful way to let out. I really do. I agree. I co-sign that. You co-sign? I co-sign Are you that. in my group of friends I am now? in your group of friends. Okay, tell yes. those other people. They don't know what they're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is two weeks in a row where we just about agree. I know. Agree. It's yeah. scary. It is. I it need is. to get more rebellious. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, you're <laughs> I, coming to my side, so I appreciate it. I am. It. Well, yeah. you're very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> there are other places, though, um, in an instance. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna oppose ourselves. We're gonna speak out of both sides of our mouths now. Ah. First Samuel twenty eight. Is it First Samuel or Second Samuel? First. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here, here's what's happening. The Samuel the prophet has died, mm-hmm. and this is the person who spoke God's word to King Saul. Right. Right? Yes. So he depended greatly upon him for whether I go to war, whether I don't go to war, what I do, what I don't do. Uh, people really loved 
um, Samuel, not so much Saul, mm-hmm. so it kind of lived vicariously through mm-hmm. him. Uh, it was in time of turmoil with David, who was the up-and-coming king that God had already chosen before mm-hmm. Saul was off the throne. Right. So he is he's being surrounded by enemies. He's got turmoil within. He's got uh, this this terrible strife with David. He's frightened. He's scared. Yeah, he he yes. doesn't know where to go, where mm-hmm. to turn, and Samuel's not there to give him advice. Mm-hmm. So he asks his men, some of his soldiers, some of right. his counselors, um, is there a witch around? And they, they go, hey, listen, you kicked all the witches out. Exactly. You know, right? Samuel probably, you mm-hmm. know, consulted him to do that. He said, but, you know, there's bound to be one left. Well, mm-hmm. there is this one. Yeah. The witch of Endor. The witch of Endor. Yeah. He says, where's she? Well, yeah. Endor. <laughs> you know, that's where. So let's go. Right, yeah. So after dark, mm-hmm. by the uh, under the cloak of darkness, he puts on a disguise. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what that disguise looked like. You know, with yeah. glasses, mustache, Grouch, big Groucho nose. Marks. Yeah, yeah, Marks. Yeah. <laughs> so you throw the hood over your right. head, put a mustache on, dark glasses. Yeah. And off he goes mm-hmm. and asks this woman to call up a spirit. And she goes, Now listen, Saul said, Yeah. Can't be witches. You call me a witch. I'm yeah. sorry. You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, right. he said, listen, you're not going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I know the king. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved with him this morning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so uh, she does, and she calls up Samuel, and it scares her to death. Mm. She, the Bible says she screams right. yes. when this effigy yeah. comes up. Yeah. Um, she said, you tricked me. You're King Saul, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But here it is, and now we've got this spiritual being coming out of nothing mm-hmm. before the witch and the men and the king mm-hmm. and he begins to speak right and he and the bible says you said uh, i didn't go check this out but i believe you on two different occasions in the text it says samuel, and said. samuel said yes and samuel said right yeah. mm-hmm. so who yeah. is this and he looked like a, a an old prophet i mean yeah he, had the mantle looked, on yes, right. and everything yeah. that, that, uh, yeah. the mantle of the prophet yeah, I mean, you know, as I, I sort of looked through this, you know, I'm still pastor, so it's hard to prepare a lot. Um, you know, I, I still yeah, have a job. You do have a job. Uh, I do. All I do but is sit and look at my pastor. I know it. Yeah, that's a beautiful pastor. It is. The colors are changing. I sent you a picture. Everybody's yeah, wondering what we're did. talking about. I sent yeah. you a picture saying, this is yeah. my backyard. Yeah, and I sent you a picture of what I was looking at at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what that picture was? Yeah, it was John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne. Anyway, um, you know, it could have been a hallucination. Yeah. Uh, that's what one um, would be shared of, amongst several people, right? That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. That's why yeah. I don't think that's true. They would be have to smoke uh, them from the same pipe. They could have been <laughs> uh, deception. I mean, it could have just been demonic uh, deception. Just, but but why would you know? Why would she scream? Why was the witch so frightened? If it was just you know a hallucination or a deception or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of people would say an impersonation, right. you know, um, that uh, being impersonated by a demon, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I guess the other option is that it was genuine, that it that was, was genuinely really... Samuel. Yeah. And uh, now I was listening. Uh, Charles Stanley is adamant that it was not Samuel. Okay. Yeah, he was. He says he's, a demon. Yeah, he was, he was very adamant in one of his sermons 100 years ago, you know. And do you remember his reasoning why yes. adamantly he yeah. said it was not? Because uh, God had forbidden it, 
and you and I sort of talked about or through this, not that part, but through this in pre-recording, but that was his main reasoning that God had forbidden it, and so uh, it did not happen. Okay. Um, but we talked about, you know, the fact that, I mean, God forbids talking to a medium or a spiritist or someone like that. Yeah. You know, going in that direction of it. Um, I mean, uh, Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration came back, you know, from the other world as right. well. Yeah. And, um, and so, um, it, it, I think you said something before we started recording. Um, anyone that really says, I know, uh, it, it's hard from the text to determine exactly, you know. Yeah, it is that the word that's used there, as as this spiritual being comes forth, is actually a word for deity, a, a person or a thing that is not natural, not of this earth, but something. So all the different characterizations of that could be an angel, um, it could be a demon. Or it could be the the spirit of Samuel that, you know, was in the flesh but now is in the spirit. So now he's an eternal being. So that terminology would be used for him to be, you know, uh, something not of this earth, which is the, what the word means. So when I look at it, Brother T, I, I think what we're seeing here, because the woman screams, is it's not a hallucination. It's not a delusion. Uh, this is a literal spiritual being coming forth, and she's so accustomed to tricking people. Uh, one of two things, Brother T. Either right. she's so used to tricking people and causing some mental state of delusion where maybe something wraps on the table or some mist appears, or she's accustomed to calling up demons and she recognizes the demons. Mm-hmm. But the third thing has never happened to her. Right. That the legitimate person that she has called up appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there they are. Right. right. And I, I, I mean, I agree with Charles Stanley 99.9% of things. Mm-hmm. I probably disagree with him here. Yeah. However, yeah. I think this is a dispensation that God allows for himself mm-hmm. to bring the prophet back, allow him to go back and speak. Uh, because, as you say, is named as Samuel. And even what this being says would not be something that is... Uh, demonic, mm-hmm. you know. There's no misinformation right. here, uh, I, and I mean, Saul recognized him. No one knew Samuel mm-hmm. better other than Samuel's mama, probably. Yeah. Than Saul himself, and right. here he is uh, coming. So, I, 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 my personal opinion is that God gave a special dispensation in this moment, while still disagreeing and condemning King Saul for. Uh, bringing this person back. And the reason why, the reason why I say this is, when the Bible talks about his death in First Chronicles ten thirteen, here's what it says: So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he committed against the Lord, because the word of the Lord which he did not keep, and also because he asked counsel of a medium, making inquiry of her. First Chronicles ten thirteen. Right. Actually, one of the reasons, along with others, that he died on the battlefield the next day, he and his son, mm-hmm. was because he inquired of a medium. What he did was wrong, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that God did not allow in that for this condemnation of Saul to be made through the prophet Samuel. Exactly. I mean, a lot of... 
things that happened in Scripture uh, were not right. I mean, right. men having multiple wives. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even see some of the patriarchs having multiple wives. Right. You know, God did not condone that. Uh, yet, I mean, He used Abraham, you know, and others that did. Yeah. And um, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. When I looked at that, I mean, basically everything that Samuel said was accurate. Yes. Uh, you and I have actually been there where the heads were hung in the bed, yep. Yep. Uh, however you pronounce it. I think it's close think it's to that. Good. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so uh, it was accurate. It happened just as he said. And, and so God does not condone it. Um, but at this point in Scripture, it looks like this is Samuel, mm-hmm. yeah, from what I've read and so, studied. So let's take this whole talking to the dead thing to the New Testament and just say, because we know that the Old Testament is there for our instruction, mm-hmm. right? But we don't live by the parameters of the Old Testament. You have shrimp, I have shrimp. Right. Lobster. Right. Dietary things we don't do. Sacrificial mm-hmm. things we don't do. Mm-hmm. Christ came and fulfilled the law through right. himself. Yeah. So there's a lot that, that we learn through the principles of that, but not necessarily some of the um, things spoken to the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. But in the New Testament, we have Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have the right words of Christ. And that's by which we live, right? Exactly. As Christians. Yes. That's our marching orders. Yes. He tells a story. And I don't think we have time to get into this, whether it's a parable or a story. You know, right. there's people on both sides of that They're, as well. Right. Uh, but it's the rich man and Lazarus, mm-hmm. Davies, as yeah. some people call him, <laughs> Davies. Um, and where the two of them die, one is carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. That right. would be the beggar. Mm-hmm. And then the rich man wakes up and finds himself in Sheol, mm-hmm. in, in the abode of the dead. Right. And he's tormented there. Mm-hmm. And so he looks across this great chasm and speaks to Abraham, and there is where the beggar is, and asks if that beggar, now living in paradise, would go back to the earth, to mm-hmm. the land of the living, and warn his brothers, because now he's suddenly become a believer and an evangelist right. after death. <laughs> and he wants to go preach to his brothers so they don't end up in the same place that he is. Mm-hmm. Abraham responds and says that God has placed a great chasm between us and you, where you are, between paradise and Sheol, or the place of torment, mm-hmm. and for two reasons. So that those of you who are down there can't come here, right? and for those of us here can't come to you. Mm-hmm. Now listen, that does not prohibit, that prohibition is not from the dead coming to earth. Mm-hmm. It's from them going to the place of those who are condemned. Well, we would call hell. It's not really technically hell at this point in time. But to the place that is not paradise. Mm -hmm. And he says, besides that, if I were to send them, Mm -hmm. they would not listen. Right. If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, what that is is a culmination of the Old Testament writings. Right, yes. Right? If they won't listen to God's word... They're not going to listen if someone comes back from the dead. So forget mm-hmm. it. it. ain't happening. Yes. Uh-huh. So what I say there is it does not say they can't go. Mm-hmm. It says I ain't sending them. Right. As a okay. country boy from the that's South good, would say. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not sending them mm-hmm. because they wouldn't listen to them anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would have to send someone from the other side to everyone to make it fair. I'm not going to do that. Right. They wouldn't listen anyway. Right. But the prohibition is not from coming from the place of paradise. 
into the land of the living, from, from coming from paradise to the place of the doomed deceased. I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's a fair statement. So we can't say that, yeah. no, you can't talk to the dead mm-hmm. with that text. Right. Uh, but God's probably not going to allow it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I have never. Um, now, I've done a lot of revivals, and I think sometimes... On a Sunday morning, I've talked to the dead. <laughs> <laughs> did they? Did they respond? <laughs> so, some of the spiritually dead did. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, I have never, nor have I ever tried yeah. uh, physically to talk to the dead, and I'm sure you have not either. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. No, I have never. I've never done a séance. Right. I did as a kid do the Ouija board, which I regretted. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't even know. If I consider that an attempt to speak to the dead, I just I just thought it was pretty cool to see what it would say. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've never gone into a room and say, is so-and-so here? Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you something interesting, I think, that a lot of people, not from a, not from uh, an evil or profane place, but what do you think about people who say, my mom came and spoke to me or my husband came and spoke to me, words of comfort? And I, w- I was really encouraged by this. Would you say, no, that didn't happen? What What would you think about? I'm, I'm sure I've had that people say that yeah, to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, no, it didn't actually, actually happen, happen. Uh, but a lot of times things that we remember from the past, you know, um, are brought up in very emotional moments. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it can consider, we can consider that. I, I know that. Um, you know, people said, man, uh, when, after my mom died, every time I see a butterfly, you know, I'm convinced that that butterfly is mm-hmm. her spirit and, mm-hmm. and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, anytime someone tells me that, I don't step on their butterfly, you right. know. No. Uh, but, uh, no, but, you uh, don't go, let me take you to Scripture where right, it says yeah. that doesn't happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I can just see uh, certain guys yeah. I know do that. Yeah, because, well, I'm a teddy bear. And so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what say you? I, I, I don't personally think so. Uh I don't think so either, right. although I could not proclaim with 100% certainty that that yeah. was not that person. Yeah. Uh, again, because I don't think the prohibition says they mm-hmm. can't come to you. Mm-hmm. It's the people in hell they can't come to right. and won't yeah. come to. Um, because, I mean, I've had some pretty specific things that so-and-so came and spoke to me, and I really felt encouraged after their death. I would be more inclined, Brother T, to say that, you know, the Bible says that we entertain angels unaware. Right, right. That there is a being there, and we're not aware that they are actually angels and not mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. Could God, who loves us greater than anything, so much so that he sent his son to die for us, not also love us so much to comfort us in our hour of need mm-hmm. and darkness, right. and send an angel who is a ministering spirit. Bible says in Hebrews, they are ministering spirits, they are. those who are inheriting mm-hmm. salvation. Mm-hmm. So they come to us to minister us. If they appeared in a form that we held dear, mm-hmm. that give us consolation, mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, when you look at it, uh, everything that I do and you do, we go and we filter it through the Word, right. and that is in the Word. You know, and so, uh, yeah, I would have, I I don't see anything that goes against Scripture with that. Yeah. So our our warning would be, don't 
don't go seeking. Even in those instances, mm-hmm. Brother T, those few instances, and they were few, that people would say, my my deceased loved one mm-hmm. came and spoke to me. None of those people actually went somewhere and asked a person to call them back to mm-hmm. speak to them. These were out of nowhere. Right. These were instances that brought them comfort and encouragement, but they didn't solicit it. It was it just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's different, don't you think, than when the Bible says, "Don't go to a spiritist, uh, don't go to a medium, don't go seeking out the dead yeah, to yeah. hear from them." Yeah, but I mean, I would strongly caution because we know that Satan is an angel of light, right? And um, I mean, he is very deceptive, and it's very possible that what we think is one thing could be another. Yeah. You know? And so uh, that's why all of these things that we've mentioned, horoscopes, palm reading, Ouija boards, tarot cards, seances, all of those things uh, can be just doors opening up to what does not need to be opened up to. I I totally agree. And I also think that you have to filter things through the spirit that leads to truth. Right. Um, And that I've heard in certain instances as well, not not people spoke to it, but read about... um, People being visited by a loved one saying, I'm good, I'm fine, hey, and you're going to be good and fine too, outside of faith in Christ. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in this happy place now, don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this famous medium, you know, that that was on TV some time ago. They'd have an audience of people up there and they'd go, now... The, the name Charles is coming to mind. Charles, mm-hmm. Charles, Charles, uh, young man, young, and and a person up there start crying. That's right, me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. me. Yes. And go, well, they're t- here. It was always this. It was always this. They want you to know they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Right. They want you to know they're okay, mm-hmm. and and you're okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, pay me the big bucks for yeah. doing this TV show. <laughs> It's always okay. Is it always okay? No, it's not always mm-hmm. okay. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches it's probably more often than not not okay. Exactly. Right? Exactly. If you live mm-hmm. like the devil your whole life and now you've gone and it's probably not okay. I hate to tell you, but I would rather tell that person who's living, you know, mm-hmm. um, there is real hope and faith in Jesus Christ and salvation. And yeah, there is a hell to uh, not want to end up mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and you don't have to through Jesus Christ. Amen. But don't think that you can live any way that you want to, uh, um, just totally ignoring, as Scripture says again in the book of Hebrews, this great day of salvation mm-hmm. that's been presented to mm-hmm. you. I'm not going to tell you it's all okay if right. I'm lying to you. I'm not. Right. But I'm going to tell you it can be all okay, mm-hmm. and you can have an opportunity not to suffer for mm-hmm. eternity. And I hate to preach about hell. I I hate to preach about all those things. There are much more pleasant things to preach about. But if someone asks me, mm-hmm. I, I've got to be faithful and tell them the truth. Right, right. Well, Jesus spoke more about hell than he did heaven, you know. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, I, I agree. Let me ask you a question as we sort of begin to wrap this up. Sure. Um, if, if you could, uh, if you could, and we just said a lot of what we shouldn't, uh, right. but if you could... Someone that has passed on, if you could spend 10 minutes with them, who would wow. it be? Who That's a really good question. Yeah. 
And we have to we have to keep Jesus out of this. Yes. I mean, everybody's yeah. going to say, I would. The I mean, Sunday school answer is Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. okay, number two. Right. That's Second. right. You're asking for number two um, yes. now. Yes. Not Jesus beyond number two. That is a great, great question. You know, I can throw some things out right away of people that I really appreciated. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan is one person that right. I, I greatly admire uh-huh. uh, for his stance he took on things and mm-hmm. his unwillingness to bend. Um, then I look back over history, other people that would be very interesting to talk to, American history, other history. Obviously, Billy Graham's person I never got to speak to, right. and I'm talking about very contemporary people mm-hmm. when I say that. Yeah, yeah. King David would be really interesting to talk right. to. Um, I'm going to think a second. You okay. Got that? You got uh, that person? You thought about my, this. my sister. Yeah. My really? Sister. Yes. Yeah. Now, tell now, me that story. I mean, just of all of history, yeah. um, if I could spend 10 minutes. Yeah, again. You know, uh, just again, I would love to spend, you know, she's been gone a little over a year now. Right. And I would love to just spend 10 minutes. I was yeah, not there cool. right. uh, when uh, she uh, took her last breath. Right. And I couldn't get there. And uh, but I would I'd like to spend just ten more minutes. That's really cool. Uh, but the great thing is we will be able to spend an yeah, eternity, I mean, my brother. You don't have to ask for ten. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have plenty of time. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And in an environment in which neither of you are hurting. Right. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And neither of which have your mind and your thoughts clouded by sin. Exactly. That's what I love yeah. when people say, "Well, I don't like it." The Bible says that we are not going to be mm-hmm. a husband and wife mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. I love right. my husband. Yeah. And I always answer this way. This is going to be hard for you to understand right now, but you will love them more. Yeah, it's going to be greater than that. It's going to be greater than yeah. that. Yes. It's going to be greater. Because now you're looking through a filter of selfishness. Mm-hmm. You're looking through a filter of sin. Mm-hmm. And you will not have that filter anymore. And right. that love for that person will be enhanced a hundred fold yes to do that yes indeed i have yes, a indeed. well i'm sorry for not coming up with a good answer but i also uh a guy that helped me more than anyone was one of the weirdest guys anyone ever meet and nobody appreciated him but me was dr uh j patrick maloney yeah i remember him oh my goodness yeah. that man helped me so much wow early in ministry mm-hmm. uh he was just crotchety gritty and gritty man yeah. an irishman right. steel worker mm-hmm. they got saved late in life and became a mm-hmm. preacher and it was his way or the highway right uh, but he loved me mm-hmm. and he mentored me and he taught me and uh it was a sad day when he died yeah yeah and then when my friend mitch died right uh, the hardest funeral i ever did uh you know i did don't do my parents' mm-hmm. funerals for the most part, uh, unless I just assist. Mm-hmm. And both of those have passed away now. But Mitch and I had a bond of brotherhood that mm-hmm. went back all the way before elementary school. Wow! And man, when he passed away young, I think yeah. you know, early sixties, it mm-hmm. just it just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And it would be really interesting to spend a few moments yeah. with him and talk. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I rarely put you on the spot. You put me on the spot quite often. Yeah, but I, I rarely put you on the spot, and I I just wanted to. Yeah, I haven't thought much about that. Although the, I've always said the people, the three people I admired most are the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's an old yeah. song. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's how about good. that? Yeah. But uh, Ronald Reagan, uh-huh. who is deceased, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Jack Nicholas. Wow. What a sportsman, what uh-huh. a great athlete, yeah. and what a great 
yeah. a person to help children yeah. use his money for the good. You never heard one bad mm. thing about him the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, I, before he died, I'd love to just somebody send this podcast to him and right. see if he'd give me a call. I'll, I'll fly to his home and sit down yeah. and talk about I just have always admired that man. Ah, that's neat. Yeah. Nickel. Who? Jack Nicholas. Okay, Nicholas. Not Nicholson. Not Nicholson. Okay, yeah. No, Jack Nicholas. Okay. Yeah, just the golden. the golden Bear. That's yeah. what it's called, yeah. Golden okay. Bear. That's I, good. That's yeah, good. I like he that. would be a person I would love yeah. to meet. Fall Festival this Saturday, yep, 5 yeah. o'clock. I right hope people will come. Church. I do too. And, uh, yeah, if they listen to this before Saturday, they before can Before Saturday, yes. We've got one more Halloween broadcast. Mm-hmm. Is the devil real? Is the devil real? I just have to say this. One guy preached my pulpit one time and said he was not. He never preached my pulpit again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was on vacation. People came in, you know, you said the devil ain't real. Oh, my goodness. I said, okay, last time. That's unbelievable. Last time I pulled it, yeah, wow. Jesus was wrong. Yeah. If that's true, right? <laughs> so, all right, we won't go there. We appreciate you guys hanging there with us. Please tell your friends, rate us, all the different things uh, to get out there to folks. We enjoy the podcast, and we're glad that you do as well. So have a blessed week.